This is the kind of week where we are all at some point going to be thinking about having some ice cream because this kind of weather will do that to you. And so that's why it seems particularly fitting that we're going to talk about ice cream this morning, ice cream and history, because we have been eating it for hundreds of years, but just not the flavors that you might associate with ice cream. We have a guest to tell us all about this. It's Dr. Lindsay Middleton, food historian and knowledge exchange associate at the University of Glasgow. Dr. Middleton, thanks so much for being here. Thank you very much for having me on. Good morning. Good morning. How long have we been enjoying ice cream for? So it's difficult to know when exactly ice cream was invented. Um, There are records showing that sort of flavoured ice and snow were eaten in Roman times. So we know that for as far back as that, we've been using snow and ice as a way of sort of preparing desserts. It wouldn't have been ice cream as we know it today. That comes much later, probably in the 15th and 16th century, when it was discovered in Italy that if you add salt to ice, it reduces the temperature much lower, making it easy to freeze things. And at that point, custards or flavoured water bases could have been mixed with in containers surrounded by salt and ice, and that churning action would have produced ice cream. So from the sort of 15th, 16th century onwards, we were eating ice cream as we would probably recognise it today. Was it, though, even early ice cream, was it sweet? I mean, what kind of flavours are we talking about here? There are a huge variety of flavours and um, not all sweet. So I think that's one of the main differences between ice cream as we understand it today, which is sort of typically a sweet thing that we eat as a dessert. Um, But in history, it would have been, you know, you get things like Parmesan cheese ice cream, cucumber ice cream, vegetables would have been made into savoury sorbets. I've seen um, 19th century recipes for um, ice creams that had anchovies in them and egg yolks and Worcestershire sauce. So lots of sort of very savoury things. Um, and saying that, there were also a big variety of sweet flavours too. So a huge range of things. I was going to say none Basically, of that sounded good. That did not sound good. No, <laughs> a lot of it was probably not very appetising to the modern palate. Okay, so with the, what were some of the most unusual ones though that you have heard of in your research? Um, I think the cheese flavored ones strike me as particularly oh, unusual. Boy. Not, yeah. not, yeah, not, not cheese in a sort of sweet ricotta esque way, but like parmesan salty. Um, some of them I've seen have gelatin in them or or beef, so there would have been a very savory undertone. And then um, spices, which today we wouldn't perhaps think of putting in ice cream, things like saffron or um, yes. Yeah, turmeric, chili powder, spices like that would have been used to make ice cream as flavorful as possible, but in an unusual manner. (laughs) Were there factors, though, that led, like you talked about how that changed in Italy, you know, around in the 1500s. Is that what led Mm. to it becoming more and more popular then? Yes, so it was really when um, globalization started occurring, and particularly in the sort of late 18th and early 19th century, Italian immigrants to the UK and North America took the um, method of of making ice cream with them. And the, the reason it became linked to sort of leisure and recreation was because often these vendors would be making ice cream to sell on the streets. So they would have stalls, and it wasn't it wouldn't have been ice cream in a cone or a tub but they would sell it in a glass on a glass sort of 
cone-shaped glass, which was called a lick. And what you would do is you would get your scoop of ice cream served on this glass object. You would then lick it off and you would give it back to the vendor to be reused. So it was around places where people would be bustling around shops or fairs or if when in the Victorian period when people went to the seaside often on holidays, that would be when they would enjoy ice cream from these street vendors. That is so interesting then. So obviously that evolved into something like the ice cream cone, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, the ice cream cone is again very difficult to um, pin the invention of it on. Some people credit that to the Victorian sort of authority on ice cream, Agnes Marshall. But then there have been records of ice cream cones earlier. But yes, it was from that sort of penny lick idea, um, which is kind of horrifying to think of nowadays. It really is gross. Yeah, (laughs) the way you I was trying not to say I thought it sounded gross, but it did. (laughs) No, I can't imagine they were sanitizing them very well in between. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. When when did it become something that we enjoyed as a treat or kind of leisure and recreation? Again, I think it's that sort of 19th century, so in the 1800s, certainly in Britain and similarly in North America, people started having a bit more disposable income. So that's when you get the rise of the sort of holiday industry and and all of a sudden the middle classes could afford to to go, probably just within Britain, but could afford to go on holidays. Um, And that would be when they would enjoy ice cream and similarly innovations in the way that you could produce ice cream meant it was fairly easy to buy an ice cream maker that you could use in your home so ice cream and ice desserts then became something that you would serve as part of a dinner party you could buy all these elaborate molds and, and make them really beautiful but that sort of becomes accessible in the 19th century and that's also because the way that we could store and buy ice changed. So prior to the 1800s, ice had to be gathered from rivers and then it could only really be stored in ice houses and it was only wealthy people with lots of land who had ice houses. Whereas with increasing travel across the sea, um, ice could be brought in from Scandin- to Britain from Scandinavia or even from North America, and it was far more accessible, so it became cheaper. Right. Was there? Do you see any continuity of flavors, like in your research, flavors that were that are still with us, perhaps that have stood the test of time? Yes, I mean certainly Agnes Marshall, who I mentioned earlier, she has two wonderful cookbooks, and a lot of the flavors are things that you wouldn't think twice of, particularly the sort of fruit-based ones. So there's strawberry ice cream, cherry ice cream. She's also making things like chocolate ice cream. Um, So the sort of key flavours that we still enjoy, I think, very much do have historical roots. What you don't see are the sort of more um, processed flavours. So you wouldn't, for example, have a bubblegum flavoured ice cream in the Victorian period. But certainly anything that was derived from a natural ingredient was could be made into an ice cream. So there are things there that I think people wouldn't think twice about eating today. Well, I know I would be today thinking about having some ice cream. So Dr. Middleton, thank you for your time. Thank you very much. That's Dr. Lindsay Middleton, a food historian and knowledge exchange associate at the University of Glasgow, talking about the history of ice cream. I mean, everybody has their favorite flavor. I have always been partial to really good like strawberry ice cream, you know, like, like, 
we're talking good. It has to have like little chunks of strawberry in it. That's the good stuff. Not just because it's pink and kind of tastes like strawberry, but actual made with strawberry ice cream. That is the best. Can't go wrong with that.